It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Radio that makes you think. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a total of 335 Americans under the age of 18 have died from coronavirus in this country. That's the number. But what does that number mean exactly? The CDC did not provide any specific information on the circumstances of those deaths. And the circumstances can be all important. So researchers at Johns Hopkins, led by Dr. Marty McCary, looked closely at those numbers and what they actually meant. And here's what they found. Quote, a mortality rate of zero among children without a pre-existing medical condition such as leukemia. Oh, leukemia is a very serious underlying medical condition. So does that mean that no one under 18 without a serious underlying medical condition died from COVID? Seems that way. Dr. Marty McCarty writes about that, uh, which is what Tucker Carlson talked about. Uh, he writes about that in the Wall Street Journal and joins us now. Dr. McCarty, welcome back. Good to be with you, Brian. The author of his book is The Price We Pay. Dr. McCarty, first off, on did, uh, did Tucker characterize your study correctly? Yeah, that's right. You know, there's 335 deaths that the CDC has on their website, and it says involving COVID. So when I saw that, I said, look, uh, CDC, have you called these families? Have you called their doctors of each of the 335 people? And the answer was no. And so we don't know if those numbers are verified. We don't know if they're clustered in healthy people or people with comorbid conditions. It's amazing. They've got 21,000 employees over there. So you would think they have the resources to look into what they're putting out there. So this is the CDC. You expect to look into this? That's right. You know, we have put draconian restrictions and stolen the livelihoods of 50 million kids in the United States over one number, the 335 deaths from COVID over a year and a half. By the way, 500 kids die of RSV virus, which causes the common cold. So don't you think we have a duty to look into it and at minimum figure out, are they all kids who had organ transplants? Are they all obese kids? Are they all mostly healthy kids? Turns out they're probably almost all, if not all, kids with comorbid conditions. So that makes a big difference, right? Because you don't figure out mammograms work in women and then recommend them for men. And that's what the fallacy of what they've done. Uh, No kidding. Uh, So we have a, a situation now where we have a variant and the variant is giving you some mixed results. Uh, previously infected individuals appear to be more susceptible to reinfection by the Delta variant. So if you've had the virus and have antibodies, you seem to be more susceptible to reinfection. The Pfizer vaccine is also estimated to be 10 to 30 percent less effective at preventing symptomatic illness. The Chinese vaccine appears to be less effective. Uh, big shocker. Vaccines are still effectively uh, at preventing severe illness. Have you hear- seen these numbers? Yeah, so there is a lot of discussion right now as to whether or not the vaccinated immunity is starting to wane a little bit, not in, not in its protection of saving you from death or serious illness. What we're talking about, it's, it's um, ability to protect you from getting the infection. We're seeing more breakthrough infections, and it's not a public health concern or threat at this point because most of these are asymptomatic or very mild but it is something we're tracking. And by the way, those with natural immunity, we're not seeing those breakthrough infections at the same rate. 
So get vaccinated, lessen the chances of getting it, and lessen the symptoms if you get it. That's right. And the outbreaks that we're seeing right now are in small communities where those vaccination rates are low. We don't have another wave. We don't have another pandemic. What we have are regional outbreaks in people who are not vaccinated. And that's in um, Missouri and Louisiana and parts of Florida, parts of Texas, Arkansas. And we're going to keep seeing it. Uh, Modelers right now that I trust, not most of them, but the ones I trust, are saying these cases are going to probably increase until about the first week of September. So if you're not vaccinated and you haven't had the infection, you really should get vaccinated. How do you feel about this L.A. County putting the mask law for indoor in effect for everybody? Well, they're panicking. They're not they don't know what's coming. And they're sort of predicting that even if you're vaccinated, that immunity is going to you know, give way. And I think it sends the wrong message. We actually don't have any real data to support that. Um, also, you know, we can't kill our economy a, a fifth time because what are all the conference organizers going to think about Los Angeles? I mean, it's our second largest city in the in the country. What about the business travelers? What are they going to think? What See, are I can't believe you're a doctor and think like this. I've never heard doctors even bring that up. Well, the number one predictor of health status has always been in public health socioeconomic status. And when you knock people into poverty, guess what? You see it on the health outcomes. True. Uh, I see it. Now, I have been talk- reading everything I can from child psychologists and the effect of wearing a mask for, for these kids. Uh, they do recommend, the American Pediatric uh, Society, uh, they do recommend that kids two and up, I don't know who's going to school at two years old, but two and up, <laughs> wear a mask. Uh, Anthony Fauci heard that. Here's his reaction. Cut four. I think that the American Academy of Pediatrics, you know, they're a thoughtful group. They analyze the situation, and if they feel that that's the way to go, I think that's a reasonable thing to do. When you have a degree of viral dynamics in the community and you have a substantial proportion of the population that is unvaccinated, that you really want to go the extra step, the extra mile. So viral dynamic dynamics. Thanks for sp- trying to speak over my head. Uh, it really worked. So so if you feel that two-year-olds should wear a mask, he thinks that, that this organization is credible enough to do it. Gosh, that, that was classic, Dr. Fauci, wasn't it? I mean, basically using the words considerable, a degree, um, may want to consider extra step. I mean, it's basically saying nothing except he's trying to appease the American Academy of Pediatrics in their recommendation. And that's Dr. Fauci, right? He wants to tiptoe around every issue and, and keep everyone happy in the medical elite. Um, the reality is I'd love to see the data. He should be ashamed of himself, by the way. The NIH last year spent $41 billion on research grants. 0.4% of that went to COVID. If he is so convinced that masks are needed in kids two and a half years old, why didn't he fund the study? I'd love to see the data. There's no data. And that's because he has not funded that study. So, I mean, that's that's the irony of it all. I'm just getting that now. You, I just wrote this down. $41 billion in the NIH budget. And you say 0.4% went to COVID research? That's right. That's a new Johns Hopkins study that I'll be putting out. It's forthcoming. It's a, an American tragedy, how the NIH, with $41 billion in grants. By the way, they had $80 billion, but they, they give away half of it in grants. Last year, during COVID, four-tenths of 1% went to COVID. And by the way, it wasn't even for the key COVID questions. 
It wasn't even for key COVID research, like how does it spread? It went to health disparities in COVID, an important topic, but I mean, how about how does it spread? And when are you contagious? Those basic questions went unanswered because of the rigidity of the NIH. And as a result, we had a vacuum of information and political opinions filled that vacuum. Well, I'll tell you what, I have Senator Rand Paul, who seems to be a very sensible guy, especially during this. He, I'm going to pay this exact soundbite to him. I don't think he knows that, which you just said. And I've never heard that. They have an $80 billion budget. Uh, they give away $40 billion. They took $41 billion and spent 0.4% on COVID-19 research. And if what is more important, if you and I believe the most important thing is kids in school, perhaps, 1A or 1B, how could you not be putting all your resources to that? I don't think anyone's noticed this, this sort of uh, you know, irony. And so my research team has gone back through all the grants the NIH gave last year, and we're characterizing them and showing the pathetic inability of the NIH to pivot to a health emergency except for one area, and that is throw money at pharma for a vaccine. That's the one piece they did well. The clinical stuff, they left all of us uh, without the data we needed to address this pandemic. So uh, let me ask some. There was a I had Dan Crenshaw on last night. He said planes tend to cleanse themselves every three minutes by their air circulating system. Do you, do you would you get behind stopping masks in planes? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, we should not even be testing people who are fully vaccinated and have no symptoms. That's ironically a CDC guideline that nobody follows. At some point, we got to move on, right? Because if we use the current criteria for wearing masks in every aspect of American life, we're going to be in this situation in perpetuity forever because we're going to have viruses circulate in society at this level or lower. We're already way below some other viruses. Matter of fact, in kids, the risk of COVID-19 virus probably ranks number two or three in the risk of viruses that can hurt kids. And in adults right now, it's also low. So uh, we could be in the situation forever. And some people do want the pandemic to go forever, as you know. Uh, the, yeah. Because so Anthony Fauci, I think, gets paid by the appearance. Uh, I think he's been the biggest letdown in America. <laughs> and I hope he's disgraced by the time his book comes out uh, in the fall. I hope he's on that track because he has let all of us down in every way. And for some reason, people still give him a forum, yet he says nothing. Thanks so much. Yeah. I appreciate you joining yeah. uh, us, Dr. McCrory, making a lot of sense. Pick up his book, uh, and I look forward to your study. It's it's called The Price We Pay. Thank you, Dr. McCrory. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.